Welcome to the Legendarium. We are the blue team. That was only a little bit awkward. People never get to see, you know, what happens right before the mic is. Pressed. I know, right? And I, I have the feeling that some people would say, yeah, I just still don't want to know what yeah. goes on right before. But there's probably two people out there. Uh, Kipton? Uh, people might people be still, People still enjoy the sausage. That's all that matters. <laughs> That's all that matters. We are the blue team and we are covering the second half of Babylon's Ashes today's. Uh, before we get started, we say housekeeping things, right? But with, everybody with pretty names. much knows the housekeeping things. With so we're gonna, we we'll get names. to the names. We'll get to the names. Uh, they pretty much know those too. So. Connect right. with us on Discord. Connect with us. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you know that we're on YouTube. Um, find us anywhere that you get your podcasts and tell all your friends because we can't have enough listeners, right? And support us on? Support us on Patreon. Yes. And that's, is that all I need to say? Sure. Okay. You can give me Todd Venmo is done if talking you want. for the I'm, rest of the episode. I might be. Ken, I, how are you doing? I spent the last two and a half hours in a dunk tank. So I'm not <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's what Ken said too. Uh, so I'm not sure what my brain's going to be like. It's probably a little uh, waterlogged as we're going through stuff, but we're going to have a good time. Uh, today with us, uh, my name is Todd. I'm your host. Uh, or I'm your de facto host. I'm not sure I'm a host. I'm just yes. the guy here. You're the host. Am I the host? Yeah. And we've got Stephanie with us. Hello. Stephanie finished the book. I did. She wanted us to lead with that. What else can we say that about this book? That was her claim to fame. Stephanie and, finished it. And then we have Ken with us as uh, well. There's a good comment that you made on the Discord that we uh, should should uh, mention also. But About the Expanse series? Yeah, and we'll mention that when we go along. But before we do that, Ken, do we have a recap? No. Last time's recap was, was really fascinating. I was, I was in Hawaii <laughs> For 10 days and I and he thought of nothing else but this episode pretty much he was just preparing you want to know how many notes I have forget the beach here it is <laughs> that's the those are my notes there's the recap okay for okay okay here's here's your recap for you um Fred Johnston dies Philip realizes his dad is a total douche and uh James Holden was trying to make the belters into a water guild or something there you go Recap done. That's not a recap. That's like a that's like a list of spoilers. Yeah. Well, hopefully. Spoilers for anyone that didn't know that's what we're discussing today. Spoilers for the second half of the book. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is gonna be an interesting episode, isn't it? We're all kind of on a mood today, aren't we? <laughs> uh, it's a and- hundred degrees outside here in Utah, so forgive us for being sarcastic yeah and, and my coke sweet. zeros exploded in the fridge yeah. it was good. so it was good we liked it stephanie you liked it you liked finishing the book <laughs> i liked finishing the book <laughs> finishing the book made me happy did it make you happy because it felt like an accomplishment or did it make you happy and then i because got you... sad because i remembered i have to start the next one <laughs> oh, there's three more stephanie gosh. you're gonna love them uh, have you read the churn yet no Ken keeps trying to ask us to read the churn. I think we're going to cut him off. I don't know why they think I'm going to read anything in the expanse that I, I don't really, have Let me to. tell you, the churn is Amos. Isn't that, I was like, isn't that Amos' story? It's Amos. That's Amos's. You would love it. I do love Amos. Yeah. We all love Amos. Um, so sure. before we before we dive into the deep stuff in the book and start talking about things that will, you know, just make me cry and make the rest of you laugh. Um, <laughs> Already knew what? <laughs> yeah, I haven't shed a tear yet, but it's probably going to be early. Uh, depending on what direction we go, what as you're walking away from the book, your overall feelings, did you feel like this was uh, well done? It's a home run. It's, you know, hey, we've got it out of the way. Let's move on. I, Stephanie, we, we, we know you feel that way about pretty much all of them. 
but you know, as far as as far as feeling like the, how they compare to the rest of the book so far in the series. So I think this kind of leads up to Ken's comment about my my comment on Discord because I've commented in the um, Corey, whatever page of Discord, yeah, the Corey room. Yeah, the room. I don't know whatever it's called. Uh, whatever. But it's um, that you don't have to like a book for it to be a good book. Okay. These are good books. Mm -hmm. They're well written. I the characters are well developed. I'm really like the relationships and everything. They are good books. I don't like them. <laughs> like that's all it is. It's my own personal preference. If someone came up to me and said, "Hey, I'm looking for a good sci-fi book or a series or whatever," I'd be like, "Try out The Expanse. The Expanse. It's a they're well written. I do not like science fiction. That's what this comes down to. Is I don't care about the science." behind the science fiction <laughs> like i'm sitting there and i'm reading and they're talking about these battles and they're talking about drives and plasma and things <laughs> shooting i don't know and blowing up i'm like that's nice i don't i don't care and and it didn't think and you didn't stop to think and say todd is probably just having a conniption fit right now with so much enthusiasm <laughs> nope you didn't think that at all did no, you? no i knew i knew <laughs> i i knew but there's so much about the relationships that I loved. I was actually no. thinking about as I finished up the second half of the book that I, I'm really loving the characters and I love the relationships between the characters. Um, there's still a lot of fluff in these books that I think is unnecessary. A lot of like one chapter of this person that's randomly on this ship yeah. that I can't even remember whose ship it was because they threw the name out there and I'm like, I, I don't know who that is. That's the nice. And so she sounded a little Italian when she said, I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that little bit like, but overall, that's that was where my comment was going on Discord that I am well aware of knowing that this is my own personal preference. Mm -hmm. That I say a lot of crap that I don't like these books, and it's not that because they're bad books, they are absolutely not bad books, they are just not my style of book. So you won some converts to the secret order of Stephanie. I'm, for that. I'm gonna. I'm going to stick by this. I'm going to, I hope that that clarifies for as many episodes as we have done of the expanse and the fact that I am still doing them. Um, I think should say something. About, I genuinely appreciate it. About I the really books do. and yeah. how they were written that I'm still willing to, to read them, even though they're not my, my cup of tea. Cause I really could have given like, no, I don't want to finish the series. You guys go ahead. Yeah. Just the two of you. Cause Megan wasn't going to do them either. But <laughs> so it makes it sound like we're horrible human beings on that. Well, I mean, a spade is still a spade. <laughs> anyway, well, we done. well done. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Ken, what did you think? I got sick of all of the deus ex machina in this book. Okay. And what I mean is it seemed like so many things just happened fortunately. Like, for yes. example... And this is the biggest one that just kind of had me go, whatever, is we need some way for James Holden and the crew to survive this. I got it. Let's have Marco's team get eaten by the scary space monster. Okay. Because why not? So as long as we're talking about that one, to me, I, and I was going to hold off on this and talk about it later, but let's talk about it now. Might as well. Let's to start me, with the end. To me, that felt like the most unsatisfying end to yep. a really, really interesting arc I, and a very fascinating villain. I liked this For book. Marco? Yeah. Yeah, Marco was a great villain. And uh, I, 
I, I liked how throughout the book and throughout the last book too, you got to understand that he is not so much a, a visionary leader who is got this grand plan to, to lead his people out of oppression, but he's just a megalomaniac who, who wants, who wants the glory and doesn't care about the little things or the little people as long as he gets the glory. He's not leading the belt for the sake of the belt. He's, He's leading, leading the, the belt, belt for the, the sake, sake of Marcos. Marcos. Yep. Yeah. Wow. That was... This is like you Did guys you were like, like, oh, on, was like that was good. stereo in the studio. I got it from both sides. That, and it just about blew up oh your head, didn't it? It did, actually. <laughs> but it was, it was very satisfying to see that and to know it. Because as a reader, you're like, okay, I see this happening. And he's just an unsavory villain, but he's got, he's got layers and you can understand, you know, the depth of him, but also to see Philip come to that realization and realize his mom was right. Yeah. When he's been told all this time, his mom was bad and everything. He's, he, he's a teenager coming into his own beliefs. And you see this, you know, all the time, anybody who's been around teenagers, you, he sounded Italian when he said that. Anytime you come around teenagers, <laughs> you see it uh, anyway. But yeah, you see this in teenagers all the time where you see them actually start to understand the world for themselves rather than how they've been taught. And yeah. that's where we are with Mar with uh, Philip. And it was it was just an unsatisfying way to tie up that arc. Although, I will say this and I know we're not doing predictions yet. I'm still not convinced that anybody who gets eaten by the space monster for lack of anything else to call it is gone. I think it's just like a, now you're in the upside down since Stranger Things is hot right now. Yeah. Uh, you're in, you know, space parallel dimension and maybe they're not dead. Oh, good, they're just somewhere I else. did not catch on that there was a space monster at all. So my, they yeah. got eaten by a space monster. You didn't, uh, you didn't catch that at the end of the I knew five? that they had, they had been sent through what was, whatever was, because they said when they have a certain amount of weight and blah, 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 yep. that sciencey crap that I told you I don't actually right. pay any attention to. That that's when the ships disappear, right? And they just disappear. So you're saying, I'm like, was that's that what, a space monster? Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's what he's referring. That's to what as I'm referring monster. to as being eaten by the space monster. Okay, I was so. like, I don't remember there actually being an no. alien force that was no. eating them. There wasn't Did like I a giant. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, in Ken's mind, it sounds like it was an alien force that's eating them. You and saw the Empire Strikes. All of a sudden, back. I was like thinking of the Sarlacc, like. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the Return of the Jedi. Um, no, I'm talking about the Empire Strikes Back, where they're in the. <laughs> They're in the actual asteroid. They're in yeah, the worm in yeah. the asteroid. I don't the know Minox. what that one's called, though. I it's know what a Sarlacc the, it's is. It's called the space monster. Yeah. Anyway. Ryan would he un probably unfriend knows. you he probably for that knows. comment. He's he probably welcome knows. to join us. So, um, so but I, I'm I'm glad that that is something that, that we kind of all agree on, was that the coincidence of that, the, the ease of that ending felt very unsatisfying. Yeah. And there were several other, I don't, I can't, uh, come up with the specific examples right now. And I didn't write them down because, again, I was gone. But there were several incidents in this book that were, oh, it's very fortunate that he happened to be here at this moment. Yeah. So that this thing that drives the plot along can happen. I was like, isn't that kind of the point of book writing, though? Yes. Like, uh, oh, I am not going to put my hero where he needs to be to make XYZ happen because... It's your book. Like, it, what else are you going to do? It is. Ultimately, it is the point of they need to be in this spot for the for the story to drive forward. But there's a difference between this character happened to be in this spot and now the story is driving forward. Like, for example, let's go to The Ranger's Apprentice, okay? Because I love it. Um, and the main... The main protagonist is this orphan kid. Because we've all read that one. Yeah, we've yeah, all read that okay, one. But the main protagonist is this orphan kid who... Um, 
is recruited to be a ranger because he's really good at climbing and really good at hiding and stuff like that. And now he's driving the plot forward by being a ranger. And we need something to happen so that this happens later in the book. I don't know how it happens. Let's just put Holden here and it'll happen. You know what I mean? There's, there's a difference between showing, I, I, I guess it's a matter of showing your cards. You know what I mean? I'm glad you feel like that's the case. Um, and I'm glad that you, that you've been able to express yourself in such a beautiful manner because a few short years ago, you would have struggled so much with that. Well, there you go. Thank you. Look at us. We've grown. <laughs> We've so grown so much. Um, there was good punching in this book though. So, <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, obviously I have some things about this book that were a little less than satisfying as we're looking at it. Um, but I think, uh, as I'm, as I got to the end of it and said to myself, okay, have they done a good job of kind of doing a reset, uh, a, a reset of the players, a reset of the board. And now we've got some new challenges that we have to deal with before when we were starting the series, there's obviously lots of moving pieces, but there were a few pieces that made sense to me because they were predictable. Earth had been, Earth was still around. Colonies were occurring. Um, this was all, this all made sense. They have, they have done a wonderful job of clearing the board and of presenting us with something that is very familiar, our own solar system, but in so much chaos and so much confusion that it is really a very new universe. And so from that standpoint, I think this was really cool. Um, but like, I, like we have already articulated, there's a few things that I was really dissatisfied with as far as the way that they handled, as far as the way that they handled Marco, uh, Marcos, um, I was, I was very disappointed. Um, as far as the, Fred Johnston's, uh, end. Yeah. I'm not, I wasn't as thrilled with that. Um, but I get it, you know, having him, uh, it, it felt like a cheap ending that could have been done differently. Um, like he deserved more, way more, yeah, way more. Although I, I did kind of like it. Yeah. I, I felt like he probably deserved more, but at the same time, it felt like an appropriate ending for somebody like that in the sense that here's a guy who's getting older. He's, you know, not as in shape as he was. And space is dangerous for somebody like yeah, that. Yeah. And here's the proof, you know. And there was plenty of there was plenty of foreshadowing as they were going through. They were talking yeah. about how space is you know, all of this was a young man's game. If he was 20 years younger, this wouldn't be such a strain on him, yeah. blah, 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 blah. I get it. And it all made sense. But I just. But that doesn't mean it has to be satisfying. No, no. And maybe that's one of the things that I should take away from this experience is that gee, real life endings are generally not very satisfying. <laughs> so deal with it it's true. and grow up, Todd. And I'm working on it. You just don't like the fact that you're getting to the point in your life where you might be the one dying in. Okay, so let's be clear. 12, my age, G blah, blah, blah. My age close to Fred's age. We're pretty doggone close. And yeah. I'm reading that and I'm like, I'm a, I'm a, Pretty that, healthy that's why young it's man. uncomfortable for you, isn't it? <laughs> the chances of you that's stroking out of it. Height because you know you're going minimal, to stroke though. out if you ever get to travel in space. Okay, well, let's be clear. Tom Cruise turned 60 today, and he's still flying jets pulling 12 Gs. So, so you're comparing yourself to Tom Cruise. Absolutely. I do my own stunts. Thank you very much. You, We're going to see how this goes. Yeah, because you pay up the, <laughs> the same amount of money for your private trainer that Tom Cruise does. Um... As far as you know. So, <laughs> so anyway, let's talk about things we did like about this book. Um, Stephanie, how long is that list? There, so this is funny. And it makes I, I I've been forced Ryan. I was like, Ryan, you have to listen to this. It's an Avasarla chapter. 
at all chapters and it starts off and like after i finished listening to it i was like this is what would happen if i ever let ken train me at the gym (laughs) 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 and i love that they're both laughing because they know exactly which chapter i'm talking about and i could see you I could see this, you pulling the I exam. Can, I and I can't actually read this chapter out because of the amount of F words that she says while in this. She, so it's her and her trainer. She's getting ready to go back down the gravity well and her body is just not ready yep. for the gravity. And so she's working on building up her muscles and everything. And she's in the gym and she's just swearing up working a storm. Trying to do some leg presses. And I'm just sitting here going, if I ever let Ken train me at the gym, just do one more, do one more. I'm like, F! you can like <laughs> this is what i like that was my favorite moment that i got out of this book actually. not like it would be the first time i've ever heard that from her Whatever. Um, okay. okay when do you ever hear me swear At very me? rarely never that's Maybe. what i go on record for just never rarely is really it's not never anymore yeah, it's yeah, rarely it's rarely um kim what about you sorry were that, you was, say that was the I highlight of the book for me is what that I, sad my highlights in the book yeah what were some good points for you <laughs> oh i liked uh, I liked the the fighting. I liked the team building, uh, the the universe building, like like Pa coming to coming to be aligned with these guys, and uh, the blurring of lines. I I really enjoyed, uh, in the sense that at the beginning of the book we have we have Mars, we have Earth, we have the Belters, and we have the Free Navy, or we have Holden, and we have the Free Navy, and now we have, you know, these guys are Free Navy, but not really Free Navy, and these guys are are Earth, but not really because they're going out to the to the, uh, the 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 worlds beyond and stuff like that. And it shows that the the, the uh, solar system is much bigger and a little bit more nebulous than than uh, uh, previously at least presented, which I like. I also liked that Philip just takes off because I feel like that's what he would do. I don't feel like he would be like i'm leading an uprising against my father and now all of the free navy is going to follow me i feel like he would be the kind of character that just went i'm out of here and and just jump you know like he did he's one of the characters that i'm interested to really see where where his story goes because from this point of view naomi thinks he's dead right because she didn't know he left the ship and like so she basically sent her son off knowing like making that sacrifice even though she unspinounced to her that he's not dead. Right. But going, okay, he has all of his, these thoughts and stuff coming from Marcos and what Marcos has taught him, but also coming into his own, realizing that what Marcos was doing was wrong. Like, is he going to come up? Is he going to be one of those next leaders that tries to like do the rebellion thing? Is he going to kind of drift away to the point where we almost forget he exists? Yeah. Is he going to end up like on the Rossi with Naomi or something like where he's one that I'm hoping they do something interesting with. I don't really sure. have an answer to what that interesting is, but I kind of hope and I hope he never ends up on the Rossi, honestly, because I feel like that would be one of those. Let's just make this happen type things. But I could see him sometime becoming one of these like joining pause. Yeah. Uh, new uh, whatever. What are the what are they called? Um I want to call them the spacing guild, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. kind of what I was thinking too. Um, the, her, uh, her space, uh, spacefaring guild. What? I can't remember. I, I can't remember. They're, they're it's um, okay. Yeah. They're, they're hauling, we'll call them the space. Guild. Guild. We're calling them the spacing guild for lack of a better term, but I could see him becoming one of those that joins like the spacing guild or something like that. And then decides my dad had the right idea. He just had the wrong methods. Let's 
let's do something for the belters and do it in a better way, you know, type thing. So one of the things that that I've thought about, and and you are both more than welcome to uh, tell me that I'm full of crap because I'm sure somebody else will. Um, but did any of you did did as you were reading, did you see a, uh, any any kind of social comparisons between the world that was constructed for us and the world that we're living in now? As far as you've got two two major powers that are really chomping at each other. And everybody else just waiting for everybody to settle down because they rely on those other two powers for commerce, for stability, but they also don't really have skin in the game. Did that strike you as at all familiar politically? Politically, all of these books have. It's yeah. a little depressing, actually, to know that these were written years ago before our current situations. <laughs> and to, here it is. And yeah. yeah. So for me, the, I, I guess part of the reason that I've been so interested in that um, is because as we watch the as we watch what's going on geopolitically and what kind of impacts that has economically and the fact that there's significant kinds of impacts that all of us absorb as a result of that um wherever we are whatever country we are in um i'm i'm watching that i'm watching all of this stuff play out in this book where they say and watch what happens when you destroy absolutely destroy mm -hmm. one of the places that is the foundation of our process it starts this cascade of everything falling apart and i i don't know if they were intending to say hey people pay attention to what's going on here you hold the entire world at uh at your mercy because if you guys screw up the rest of us pay the price I don't know if they were if they were trying to say that kind of making that kind of a statement, but it certainly is one that resounded very strongly with me as I'm reading that. Um, I, I, yes, it's very heavy level two stuff. Uh, and yeah, I look for level two as much as I look for level three. But I, I that was something for me that was very powerful. It was very clear and it was not necessarily a wake up call, but certainly something that has made me stop and say, hmm, I wonder how. I wonder what we're really doing better um, as a, you know, what or what we could be doing better as a result of these kinds of lessons and thinking about these kinds of impacts. I took a really deep turn on that one, didn't you I, really for everybody? Did. Sorry. Um, when I when I watched Stephanie and, and Ken both So go, there's this oh. one scene where Avasarl is in the gym. <laughs> Remember how they were firing at each other? That was really cool. Can talk to us about some punching, will you? I did like, uh, I, I did like, I did like the end, you know, where they had to basically dispatch Bobby and Amos onto the surface of Medina Station. Okay, you know, that was awesome. And their their answer was, well, we can't take these over, these rail guns over, so we're just gonna break them. Honestly, I mean, and which this is, sounds like a strategy I've heard used before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If at first you don't succeed, get a bigger hammer. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much. And it was a perfect. This is a little deus ex machina, too, but it's a perfectly acceptable form of it in the sense that we need we need them to be um, successful yet now vulnerable so that Marcos will send everybody to go get them. Well, the way to do that is to break the rail guns. And here's a perfectly plausible reason for doing that. Yeah. So yeah. this is the difference between this is the stuff that drives the action and we just need this to happen. Yeah. So whatever. 
Um, yeah. I also got a kick out of the as they're as they're flying along and they say to themselves, how much and maybe and, and I can't remember if this was an overlap between uh, the first half and the second half. But when they when when uh, I think it was Alex that started thinking, how much stuff is out there? How much expended ordinance is floating around the beginning out there. of the book? Yeah. How can we drive people into these places where we think they're going to hit stuff that we've already fired? 15 yeah. chapters ago. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and still mess them up for it. I was like, you know what? That is that is some clever use of real science. And Stephanie's just grinning at me away. So, yeah, that was one of those places where, again, you were probably saying Todd's having a really fun Stephanie's time. Stephanie's like, this, I like Naomi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like Naomi. Okay. You want to talk about Naomi? <laughs> no. Do you? Okay, oh. so <laughs> here's, here's one that uh, in a moment that I was very impressed with um it is the moment when and and there's there's so much that's going on in uh in in different relationship fields about Rosie surviving the attack from the from uh Marcos and his three from, the wolves. from and his three wolves right? right in Marcos's camp it's all about uh Philip you failed you failed not they were better. You failed, right? Um, which sets up so. It, if he hasn't, if he doesn't handle it this way, there's so much that could go differently, and it is absolutely. Um, uh, Philip has a moment where he's listening to his father having this, uh, having the meeting, and it's after they've realized, oh, Fred Johnson did die. Yeah, wasn't my plan brilliant? And Philip has this moment. Oh, so when it's a success. He takes credit. And when it's a failure, it's the rest of us are fault. screw ups. Exactly. And I remember every leadership treatise that I've ever read that says when it's a success, it's the followers. And when it's a failure, it's the leaders right. to own. And I'm sitting there and I'm reading that and I'm like, boy, that was, that's beautifully done. But in the other camp with, uh, with Naomi and James, he has that moment where he says, I hesitated because I saw your son and I couldn't be the one to say fire because I couldn't do that to you. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not crying. <laughs> <laughs> this is water coming out of my brain from being in the dunk tank. He's a little waterlogged. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was a moment where, um, Obviously, James and Naomi are committed to each other, but it's a moment when, when at least for me, James's commitment to her and to everything about her supersedes everything in his own life. It was a beautiful, beautiful moment. At least it was for me. And I just, when, when he finally makes that confession and he says, this is why, it's my fault. Yeah. We, if, if, if I had said fire, when we were supposed to, it would have been just fine. I hesitated because, not because of you, but because I didn't want to do that to you. Well, there's a, there's more to that conversation too when he's talking about like the what ifs. What if we had done this? What if I had done this? What if you had killed him years and years and years ago? Like there's that entire conversation he has with her that is really quite touching and kind of expanding on that. It goes into a conversation that he has with Amos mm -hmm. when he comes in and like you can tell like, the fact that he's just left a woman that he's been spending the evening with because he is so bothered by 
by something just feels wrong and he can't sleep and it's and so that's when he goes and finds um Holden and kind of clears the air going okay you didn't shoot and you should have why and he tells Amos and he's like okay hey, do well next time do I do I need to do it yeah. I'll do it you want me to take if you can't do it I'll do it like and it's just I think it's also part of making sure you have the right people around you as a leader making sure that if you know and understand your own um failures your own failings your weaknesses and everything keeping those people around you that can um counterbalance you in that respect i think is a good thing that that this is written well into um the crew of the rossi yeah yeah i agree i like that the crew of the rossi is officially bigger i like at the end there when clarissa is involved with all the conversation stuff and they're all just and like it's okay as it as it ever was you know and the six of them are now a crew and a family and everything and and it's nice you know did you kind of want to have one of those and they lived happily ever moment uh, happily ever after moments <laughs> no and the, the moment was it is really no, all but, it. but not not in a happily ever after but a happily in the moment yeah moment oh that was you touching. know what i mean that's a nice one. Oh. happily in the moment that's what it was right i mean yeah happily in the moment and very clearly a moment. We have three more books. <laughs> yeah. I know you could not... end them here and I'd be happy. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> Marcos this, is gone. This could be a trilogy and I would have been just fine. The Belters have, have a new plan. Earth and Mars is there. The funny thing is, like... and I don't know if this is the case. I don't remember when the next three books were written. I know there was some um, problem and it could be, you know, pandemic related problem getting the last book out or something like that mm -hmm. or the last couple and i don't know if they wrote this as if to say you know if we ended it here we could end it here even though there are more books but it did feel very final like didn't it it, it feels like a good a good place where the story can end yeah um except that we have at least one major thread excuse me that still dangles and that major thread is duarte we have so little we've seen them come through we've seen we've seen the oh, yeah. we've seen the martians come back we've seen them bring with them uh military advisors perhaps what in the world are you talking about the people that come back from the other worlds okay. i finished this book <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the things that they were talking about on the station was uh that um they'd had some they'd had some people from the world that Duarte went to took all of the Martian Navy, all of the all of the Martian uh, deserters, and they went through one of the gates. And some of them have come back, yeah. and um, it's very clear that something more is going on, and that it at least it looks to me like uh, Marcos and the Free Navy were all set up as pawns to be used in this bigger scheme of what's going on and what's going to come. So I'm interested to see how that's going to go. There's always a bigger fish. There's always a bigger fish. Um, I am interested to see. Book. I finished the book. Yeah, yeah you good. finished the book. I'm I will start the next one. I <laughs> am interested to see what what role. I. It doesn't tell how many worlds have been colonized, right? But No. But we do know that not all of those worlds are interested in treaties and negotiations and keeping up with what they left behind. Some of them are 
Hey, leave Perfectly us alone. Perfectly content to be yeah. on their own. Yeah. Leave us alone and we'll figure it out. Yep. And then, uh, but I think there's also some, there's also some uh, question as to how many of those worlds truly are habitable, yep. truly are, are available and, and useful uh, for human beings. And so I think there's, there's lots to explore, certainly, uh, but we've got one real big dangling thread in that group. And I think that that's going to be one that we get to pull on. Here and I'm sure somebody out there is freaking out and saying, "Just wait till you read." Yeah, wait till um, book nine. Yeah, read and find out. Um, and I'm sure we'll. I'm sure we will. And some of us will remember it when we read it. Um, and some, <laughs> some of us might not. Well, and, and, and let's be honest, some of us will remember different things. Um, Very serious. I do not. I'm like, I don't remember anyone coming back from the ring. I don't know what I was doing. If I had just been too busy. Doing something else, I do not remember. It was probably stitched into a costume. It probably, it probably is. was. So uh, I have I have one other thing that I want to ask about. We've talked about most of the things that I wanted to ask about, but I, I have one little one other little thing that I want to ask about, uh, and then we can throw it open for whatever other things you guys have as well. Um, the the ending of the book, the last real chapter. I mean, we've got the epilogue where you know everybody kind of you know we we set the stage. Yeah. Um, but the last chapter of the book where they are talking about the forming of these different, about the Belters Guild and what all of this is going to end. And Avasarla is thwarted in her plans to have <laughs> James Holden running this guild for her. Is this Holden coming into his own and starting to understand just how much he's been manipulated politically? Or no. is he just... Too good a guy to take on that kind of responsibility. Yes. You think that's it? Yeah, I don't think. I think he's, I think he understands that he's being manipulated through most of what he's been doing. But at the same time, like, I don't think that even registers to him that, oh, someone might have manipulated me to do this. It's like, no, this is, this is the decision he would have made regardless because yeah. it's the right thing to do. And I think that's just Holden. And that's I think that's what makes him him is that he had no intention of ever taking that on no of being in charge because he knows that well i'm an earther why why are we going to put another earther in charge of the belt yeah, yeah. and again like he needs he's, to be a belter he said yes and he knows he's i think he's long gone past being manipulated i mean he said at the beginning of the book it's like we want you to go out and find these uh, find marco's spotters and he's like i'll do it but i'm not taking orders from you well until he finds out it's bobby he's like okay well that <laughs> that is different, you know, but he's, he's long gotten past the idea of we're working for you guys. He's they're privateers. I mean, he's told, he told Johnson how many times it's like, I think I'll after take where he you left need to Fred, go. Yeah. Yeah. That, that cutting of ties between him and Fred, I think was his moment of, I'm going to do what I feel is right. And if yeah. it just happens to be what you want me to do, then great. Great. Simpatico. But, <laughs> but I think, I think that is largely, I don't think Holden has been concerned with being manipulated for a while now and i don't even necessarily think it was him not wanting the job i mean i think he didn't want the job i think he wants to be him oh, and his know. little family yeah. flying through space doing what they do yes taking on their jobs so i think part of it was he didn't want to be tied down but i think a lot of it was was truly he's the you know most honest guy in the solar system so well and even comments about um has that conversation with naomi going well if she hadn't taken it you would have been my next person yeah. like it wasn't it didn't have anything to do with him and wanting to be free to roam the universe because he was already going to tie himself down if he had decided like, okay, yeah. 
Pause it going to do this. So if Naomi's no, the yeah, next no, best Naomi person. Naomi takes it on. I take it And I'm going to be here with her. Yeah. Like, but that's going to be her job, not mine. And yeah. I'm just going to pat you on the back. Good job. <laughs> Good job, honey. Yeah, he does a the 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 writers did a good job of setting that up uh and and putting things right. Um and keeping it from being another Fred Johnson. Another I would have liked if they had used her first name throughout the entire book or her last name throughout the entire book. <laughs> so when they actually were talking about her and I'm listening to these chapters going, I don't know who this character is, and then they start talking about her family, I'm like, Oh, it's Pa. Why can't they just say Pa? <laughs> I still don't even know what her first name is. But Michio. Thank you. See, I Michio do. Pa. <laughs> Did we say that in, in stereo again? Uh, yeah. Yes, it's yeah. weird sitting here in between these two. Let me tell you. <laughs> Did we like these books a little too much for your taste? <laughs> I think it's a good thing that I didn't. I don't like these books. It balances out for all of you that just don't want to just sit and listen to Ken and Todd gush about the science behind this. <laughs> I don't know if it was well, for Todd, it was here. For Todd, here it was just enjoying. Stephanie giving you the relationships and the people behind the story. You are all welcome. There you go. <laughs> I do uh, like the fact that they address, or not not address, but they part of what goes through all of the book now is you know that they're, they're not getting any younger. Yeah, which we've talked about for a while now but i like that that they're starting to show signs of their own mortality holden's getting a little gray and everybody's getting a little older and the rosy needs replacing you know parts replaced and stuff like that except for amos i think amos, amos is always that guy's be. he's a robot <laughs> but i do i do like the progression of time yeah. aspect yeah. that has been present in this book the, um do many are any either of you familiar with how many years have transpired since they started this whole process <laughs> no i haven't kept account but it's gotta have been at least a decade i would think i see that's what kind of what i was thinking too i can't remember uh i'm sure somebody out there probably knows um uh, looks like ken's gonna actually look it up for us Shh, don't tell well, my secrets <laughs> we talked about this when they went through the ring to the planet to I isis or i i whatever i don't remember the planet's name is that's fine illis illis i knew yeah. it started with an i but um about how long it took, it like takes them 18 months or something to get out there. Yeah. and 18 months to get back. That's three years yeah. minimum. For yeah. just that one book kind of thing. Like, yeah. So. I, I And I think that the, going along with that, Ken, I think one of the things that's interesting about it is that they also now have a perspective on just how fragile everything can be with a couple of minutes of bad decisions. Yeah. And about how many months years it's going to take to fix everything back the way that it should be especially like on earth and stuff like they're looking at hundreds of years to yeah. get to well and you know we had that we had a couple of interludes of chapters where um oh ken ken looks like he's found it well some internet rando uh suggests that anywhere between 10 years four months and 10 years 10 months has passed between leviathan wakes and babylon's ashes Somewhere oh, between, it's like six months. Okay, great. Well, and they've got they've got an algorithm that this is why I figured this out from this and this. But so you're right. Obviously, that takes a lot more brain power than we thought. Yeah. Um. So, um, with with the release of the the yeast, uh, that we had from our from our lovely friend scientist, who releases everything and then gets dragged off into somewhere in the middle of nowhere and left there for a little while and he expects to die and then he comes home and everything's kind of okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think we've seen the end of that little uh, escapade. I think there'll be more to see on that. 
um, we we see that uh, everybody in the solar system is starting to understand how fragile humanity really is and that they can't afford any longer to be separated the way that they've been. Yeah. That they have to pull together. What a wonderful kumbaya that they kind of end this on. And it's like, oh, yeah, we can say all these things, but now how are they going to hold it together? Well, it's isn't it Anna that finishes yeah, the book? I was going to say, how yes. about Anna the preacher and her little family? The, but I thought... They started the book, too. She's so, well, it was, it was Nomi, her wife, that yeah, starts the book, the book, and then it was Anna that ends the book. Ends the book. But it's the same... It's the same, same family. Thing. Yeah. She's an interesting one. And I think it was a converse, like a thought process she was having about the idea of leaving earth behind, mm -hmm. like as earthers that she knows that like her daughter is never going to see the things that they wanted her to yep. um, growing up. Cause that was the whole reason um, in whatever book it was that she was in four, <laughs> 12, five, I don't know. Three, I think. <laughs> Wait, which I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. Where her, her it's been where a while. we get really involved in, in Anna's story is they're heading out to the slow zone in the rings or whatever it is. But anyway, because um, that was kind of important to her is that her daughter would be able to see these places because her wife and her daughter were heading back to Earth and she wanted to be there. And now they're heading out to a planet, some planet that she names that they're going to go through the rings. They're going to go to a planet. They're going to be one of those colony places and it got me thinking more along the lines of going, they make such a big thing about like humans and humanity. And I was like, is that really what we all are anymore in this sense of the books? And you have how different all of the, like you have people that have never been on earth and they're never going to be on earth. Mm -hmm. Like Naomi is never yeah. going to earth ever because her body would not be able can't, to survive. Can't do it. Like gravity. you just can't which I never really thought of that way. I'm like, that's kind of strange, like gravity and the way it works and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. Look at me thinking all science-like. We're so you. impressed with I you. Know. You're so science -y. And you said you didn't like the <laughs> science. <laughs> Maybe it's the space science that I did. But anyway, but <laughs> I just thought that was it. That's what got me thinking more along the lines of, of, yeah, they're all still humans. It's all still part of humanity, but they're not, it's not the same race. It's not the same species. Like, if you can't take one person and be like, okay, well, we're all the same. Well, no, you're not because you can't live the way that I live and I can't live the way you live. We're not the same anymore. And so giving that balance between, because I think out of all of the books, this one was probably the biggest, the most prevalent to me between the Martians, the Earthers and the Belters. Like they are three separate, very distinct groups of people that are not the same. Very distinct groups of humans. Yeah. yeah. That only one of them can really live everywhere. All of the rest are limited. Mm -hmm. I think Martians could probably live everywhere. Martian Marines, but and and yes, every every Martian has to do some mandatory time in the in the service, but not yeah. every Martian becomes a Marine, right? Um, not every Martian becomes Bobby. Not every not every I don't Marine think anyone becomes ever, Bobby. So anyone cool. ever becomes Bobby. Bobby is a great character. All right. Any other things that you guys really wanted to talk about from these books or from this book? I'm trying to remember things from the last half of this book that I think we pretty much have covered it all. I really enjoyed it. I mean, you know, aside from that unsatisfying ending, I really have enjoyed this book and I'm interested to see what happens for the next three. Yeah. And I did I, feel like I got more out of the like the political side, the relationship side, the story side, not the science side. 
but they, I remember, I can't even tell you what it was about because I've read three books since I finished this one. <laughs> um, but I remember feeling like, okay, the second half of this book was better. Feels, feels to me, feels better, feels yeah. stronger. There's something about it. And I can't remember what was happening in the moment when I was listening to it, what that was. I want to say it was something to do with Amos, which would make sense to me. Like, I don't know. It could have been Alex. I love Alex. I love his relationship that he has with whatever her name he's was. Got a new, he's got a new relationship going. And, the, and when that kind of ends and that realization of this is just kind of, it wasn't a fling. It was so much more than a fling, but that... He knows that this was the life I chose. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm off to do my my duty, and she knows that he's off, and that her job is on the station and everything. And there's no recriminations. It's the lives we've chosen. Yeah, I was kind of like, well, I I have my lunch hour. Should <laughs> we say goodbye? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let's do that kind of thing. Like. And then the stars are calling me, Hoss. Yeah. But it was even the growth of Alex between when you find out more about his relationship with his ex-wife and a lot of the guilt and stuff that he has in the earlier books with his ex-wife to finally mm -hmm. be like, okay, Alex can realize that he can have a relationship that has meaning to it, but doesn't have to be like, she's like, I'm not looking for a husband. I don't need that. That yeah. you can both find a place sure. in a relationship. And I think that was even nice to see Alex have that. I like it. Ken, look at that. Oh, I, I said my piece. I don't, I don't know what else, but I, I just really enjoyed it. So I want to ask, I want to ask one question, um, that, that I probably a simple yes or no will be enough. Um, we have now dealt with, um, we've, we've dealt with going through the rings. We've got dealt with going to new planets, discovering leftovers of aliens, of alien civilization, We've discovered, um, we've we've found all kinds of places that we can terraform, all kinds of places we can't terraform. We've had the Martians leave and come back. We've had different people saying, please don't visit us. We've had all of these kinds of, kinds of things happening. Do you think the next book is going to take us through the rings? Or do you think that the next book is going to face the consequences of when people come back? I almost feel the latter. Yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you say this was a yes or no answer? <laughs> I said it was an either or, but okay. So thank you, Stephanie. You're welcome. <laughs> Sorry, Ken, go ahead. I got nothing to add. I'm, just... I, I'm looking forward to it either way. No, I, I feel like the next step is to go outside of the rings and see what people have been doing on other planets now. Out, go outside of the Sol system and see what people have been up to. And how that's going to come back and interact with the See, and that system. bugs me because we've already done that. Like, sort of. They, we, I think that that one book out of all of this whole, like, from whatever the first book is called, book one to book whatever I've just read, <laughs> that one book where they go to the planet is so out of place. Like, I mean, why, why did you decide to tell that story here? And not somewhere down the road where it makes more sense. Because it's like they went to this planet. They dealt with all of this craziness on this planet. And then they came back and none of it mattered. Like, Or did it? I don't know. None and that's of it why mattered. I wonder. That's None of it mattered. <laughs> this is no. A that, new source of lithium that didn't matter? Come on. But I mean like that's. I don't know. Maybe it was just me that I felt like that. Telling that story at that moment. 
I almost feel like this would be the next place like let's find yeah. out what's going on on another planet sure and not in our solar system like i i don't know maybe i it's felt just like me. in the grand scheme of nine books that one felt like a table setter like yeah this is book three but this will become important again in book eight or know, like this is the way my this is the direction my book is going and i wrote book three and they're like yeah but i didn't really like that direction so we're gonna forget i went in that direction and i'm gonna backtrack and i'm gonna go back into this and then take a completely different direction yeah. it's oh, kind and, of like and see i i maybe i kind of feel like that um and i think that was book four i can't I remember strangely it's still one of my favorite books so i don't want to be like i think it was book three and i think then it book was four three. was on book four was on medina station with clarissa mao trying to kill holden or trying to discredit holden and then yeah i can't remember I'm sure somebody is going freaky and they're going to oh, sure. they're going to post it in in Discord and we'll we'll all be humiliated because of it. I anyway, be. I'm already um, humiliated that I, I couldn't remember it. I um I I found it uh, and I still I still think it's really well placed because it's going to give us an opportunity to contrast now if we go back out again how things are different when there is no stable government, no stable organization in earth. But you could have given me one side random chapter in some other book and said, hey, this is what's going on on that planet. And I would have been cool. Yeah, but then we wouldn't have known that Amos was considered James Holden's hired killer. <laughs> that would be a shame. That would be a shame. Where would we be in life without knowing that? Well, read I'm the really, turn and find out. Really snarky today. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right, Peaches. Um, well, uh, <laughs> I'll take it. I've been hanging out of that one all day. If I'm going to be called anyone, you want to be called Peaches. I'm okay with that one. Okay. Well, anything we want to say as we as for parting shots? Like the book? Hate the book? It's an okay book. It was a good book. I don't. It wasn't my least favorite of the books. I don't know if it was my favorite. I'm trying to. I'd have to go back and look and see which one's my favorite was, but. Yeah. But I largely enjoyed it. It was okay. a good book I didn't like. It was a good book you I didn't like. I think we've like beat that with a stick. Well, you've beat that with a stick. Everyone. Um I I like things about it. It's it's probably not going to go down as my favorite book in the series. Yeah. But I think it was really well written and I think it's I think it does a wonderful job of setting up the last the last three books. We've got three books left, right? Three books left. Last three books. Three and a half, because go read the churn. <laughs> <sighs> Fine. Are we done? I think we're done. Okay. Have a great day, kid. Okay.